Hey, friends, what does a rooster sound like? Get your cocks up. Happy Sunday. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desby, and I'm very excited to be with you today. And honestly, not really. Um, <laughs> this day that I'm recording, I was up early. Daylight savings time has been just kicking me up the anus and turning me upside down. So that's kind of where my mentality is today. If you guys know me, you know I got my emergency in front of me along with my crystal lights. We love to see it. We love to see the mixture of lemonade and orange um, orange emergency. I've genuinely meant to email emergency, like try to find a customer support, like no shit. I'm like, dude, I sw- I'm manifesting a fucking sponsored <laughs> post in this podcast for emergency. Like that's how much I drink it. Um, I drink it every morning. I've told you guys that before, but again, if you're my one new listener of the week, I want to hear from you. Um, shout out to my few new listeners from last week. I know that not every episode is for for everyone, but for those of you that really do listen to like quite a bit of, if you would say, hey, Des, I, I on average pretty much listen to each episode. I do just want to extend my thank you. Um, I did a Q&A on my story yesterday while I was getting my hair done. <laughs> new do. And um, I was like, you know, a lot of people were just like, I love your podcast. Or do you have questions on this? Or I'm sorry, I have a question on this. And so I would be like, dude, you need to listen to this podcast just so I can explain more, right? And uh, then I got people then saying, I love your podcast. I'm so grateful that you do it, you know, whatever. And it just makes me so happy to think that we started this podcast. It's going, it's coming up on two years ago, guys. Two years ago since we started Brunch with Desby. Like, not only do I love what I do here and I enjoy it, but it's also like a lot of podcasts don't make it past a, f- a few months, maybe even a year. And so to keep showing up for every single week through everything the past two years, like I'm really proud of myself. Granted, we've had a few off weeks, you know, um, a few throwback episodes, et cetera. But for the most part, we we just chug every week. And so I'm, I'm really, really happy. Um, this past week, we did do a new episode on Below the Influencer as well. So if you guys don't listen to my other podcast with my best friend, Emily, um, we did do a new episode. We come out with those bi-weekly um, and they're a little bit more like long form, a little bit more like longer podcasts, not by too much, but enough where it's like, it's another, like, it's a good one, you know? So this week was a really huge week um, and we have a, a kind of a fun podcast to come up just to like, let, let go as Alex Toussaint would say, let go, be free. Do you have fun? Okay. If you're, if you're, if you have a Peloton, you get it. (laughs) If you don't have fun in your Nordic track, no, I'm just playing. But, um, I just wanted to like, let go this episode, have fun again. It's an early morning. I wanted to do a little bit of mix of like advice for me slash chatting about breakups slash chatting about birth control slash pregnancy update slash like everything. I just wanted to fucking talk. Okay. Especially when you wake up early in the morning, it's been a week now with daylight savings times. Okay. Like I, I feel like we can't bitch about it anymore. So like, let's just get over it. Okay. Um, so we have a fun episode coming up, but this week was really fun. Um, it was very busy and I'm so sad cause I've not had time to read. So I do not have any recommendations for you guys. I started the book, no exit and within why it being gone, me having the stomach flu, Maddox having the stomach flu, going to U of M by myself, Wyatt coming home, going to Bronson. We we went to Vegas. If you're listening to this right now, we're probably on our way back already. But it was just a busy week. My sister went into labor. She had my new nephew, Geo. Like, so it was a beautiful weekend into week. I, I just cannot elaborate enough. I'm going to have my sister on as soon as I can as well. Just talking, uh, chatting, ch- chalking, chatting and talking um, about the transition from one kid to two, how her birth was, her birth story. It's very um, crazy. And uh, if you guys follow me on TikTok, you've probably seen my vlog. Um, I vlogged it. Like I didn't vlog her, but I just vlogged like my reaction to everything happening. And it, it was so funny um, watching it back. I'm so glad that I capture moments like that because even if other people don't watch them, like I literally am my biggest fan. So I will like watch back my content and be like, oh, 
that was such a good memory. You're like, oh, I'm so glad I recorded that, you know, whatever. So anyways, that was a huge part of the week. But the biggest part of last week and the biggest part of right now when you're listening to it is I'm officially, oh my God, I'm, I'm like grinning ear to ear seeing this. I am officially 32 weeks pregnant. Oh, fuck. There we go. <laughs> I still don't, it's been two years and I still don't know this sound deck. 32, guys, stop. Stop. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Please, 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 no pictures. 32 weeks pregnant. This is the longest in pregnancy that I've made. Acting, I act like I have like eight kids. I, I don't, obviously, but this is, this is my longest experience out of my other one. <laughs> so um, I am just, I'm so thankful. I'm so blessed. Like just knowing also how strong premature babies are, even going an extra week, say I had Archie tomorrow, fucking knock on goddamn wood, knock, knock on everything. Like I know he would be even more okay. Right. Like, it's like, I already have that experience too, to where it's like every extra day after Maddox was born gestationally, like I'm so confident because I've also seen how fast babies progress. And so it was just a huge milestone. And that day, coincidentally, I went and got my hair done. And I also went, um, to have a, a 40 ultrasound. So they typically tell you not to get those after about 32 weeks because they just, the babies become, it sounds weird because you have so much time left, but they get a little bit too big for 4D and you just can't always get the best pictures because they like are stuffed up against your placenta or like they, they just kind of curl up. Um, and so they're hard to kind of like, you know, tell them, Hey, move, you know, whatever, unless they're like a little bit little, littler, ew, more little. So I went, we did get some great pictures. You guys will have to let me know on the story if you guys think that, like what you guys think of Archie. Because first off, I can tell he's just so cute. And I, like, I'm obsessed with him. I think that it's it's weird because I'm I'm almost picturing him to come out looking like Maddox. Like, why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like mentally, you're just like, oh yeah, it'll look like my other kid. But like, I know he won't, especially after seeing Gio and then like versus Mila. It's just so unique how DNA is created and physical features are formed. So I'm just anxious to see him, but truly like you put 4D side by side, like babies, they tend to look pretty fucking similar. So I'm really anxious to see him. So I had my 4D, um, I went to Target, I was literally actually only in there for 10 minutes. I went and got milk um, for Maddox, Maddox's milk. And then I got a thing of sparkling grape juice because I'm a bitch. And, and I got some Uncrustables. And I got the Nutella ones too. If you guys don't like Nutella Uncrustables, like so fucking good. Same with the honey and peanut butter ones. Oh, they're like my pregnancy weakness. Um, so anyways, that was the fun of this week. And um, we have our appointment actually today. Today is Wednesday. So like you're listening to the Sunday, obviously. But um, so make sure you check on our update and um, just stick along with me, especially on TikTok. I've been like really trying to vlog. I've just been enjoying it. It's been truly like fun for me to do. And um, it's just mindless. Like I get to just enjoy sharing. And like, I used to love YouTube, but like, TikTok is just so different. It's just different, but I really enjoy it. So um, if you guys ever like are bored, you know, feel free to watch my stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, this week went really good. We're finishing up stuff for six weeks to shreds as well, which I can't believe we're like two weeks away from that. As of today, two weeks until shreds launches, um, which is nuts because I'm already going on week five of bride guide. And so it's like, wow, it's already been five weeks since six weeks to slay ended. So, um, same pricing as always 117 for the coached uncoached challenge, 307 for the coached challenge. Um, there's a ton of differences of what you receive on, on top of just like one-on-one accountability check-ins and a private group chat. Um, but we do also have two payment plans. So like you would pay two, portions of $157 if you would choose to split up the coached payment option. So 
just so you know, we did make that a little bit more feasible um, in paying up front, you know, whatever. Or if you need to break that down, and you really want that experience, we have that for you. Um, same prizes, $1,000, $750, $500, free entrance into the next challenge, um, free coaching, free 12 weeks of coaching with myself or with Coach Emily um, for first or second, you know, whatever. So we have that all outlined on DBFT. I don't have to sit here and talk a lot of shit about it, but I will be chatting in the next couple weeks about just kind of like how to approach summer mentally with like your physique, you know, do you have to cut, you know, like I, I, it's, it's not necessary. Um, and I think that hearing that and remembering that sometimes, you know, Hey, I don't always have to be in a deficit during the summer. I don't always have to lose weight for summer. It's important to hear. So I want to be sure to shed some light on that. Um, but yeah, other than that, I just cannot believe that I'm 32 weeks pregnant. As of right now, I'm going to be induced at 39. It just seems to be kind of protocol because they want to make sure that you don't go early um, because they would they want to be in control of like having you there with the proper care team, if that makes sense. So like, what are the odds that I'm really going to go to 40 weeks, especially with a second baby, usually deliver early. My sister delivered almost two weeks early, you know, and, and he's completely fine and healthy, but it's just how your, the body reacts with usually second children, usually not always. <laughs> um, however, when it comes to like them needing you to be induced based off of medical needs, they don't want to be late. Right. So we'll see as of right now, um, that's the plan. And, uh, maybe as we progress, things will change still have plenty of time. So um, I don't think there's much coming up. Paragon Fitwear launch, a uh, new Petula launch, the Taylor 2, which I'm super excited. They have like these beautiful blue teal colors coming out, um, along with like new Faith crop sports bras. And you guys know I love the Faith. Um, and just like the Taylors in general, the the material of Petula is amazing. Um yeah, little skincare update. I've been getting a lot of questions about it too. Guys, we are struggling so hard with supply chain. I mean, you th- you think your favorite Starbucks drink being out pisses you off? Imagine trying to start a business and you can't. Um, not can't, it's just things are so, so delayed. Um, there, it, I mean, everything going on in the world right now, if we think about it, it affects everything. Okay, so kind of struggling there, but I mean, honestly, God's timing, the universe's timing, because if you were to tell me right now, Hey Des, we're, we're three months out from launching your passion project, your biggest project ever, the project that you're so proud of, et cetera. We're, we're launching in June. I can't say that I would be excited right now. You know what I mean? I have other stuff going on. I, little secret here, little secret here. We're completely updating the BeFit training app. We're like complete, it's going to look fucking badass. Fucking badass. So that's your guys' birthday gift for three and a half years of the app. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I have other shit that I want to do and get done on top of having a kid, on top of now re-recording exercise videos, on top of expanding our library, on top of my pre and postnatal certification, all this stuff. So really it's like, I want it to come out when like, I am 100% dedicated to being excited about it. We're, we're finessed it. We're, we've, we have finessed it. And there's like no fucking questions asked that we did every single thing possible to make it perfect. Do you know what I mean? Like respectfully, I do not want it to be a shit ass launch where it's like the website crashes, checkout doesn't happen. People get the wrong orders. This, you know what I mean? So it's like, I, I am okay with waiting, especially when it's like, what, what are we rushing for? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, I want it to be perfect. And I think you guys are probably listening. You're like, not in your head, like totally get it. Makes sense. As excited as I am, I want it to be everything that I know it can be. You know, I want to be fucking proud of it. So yeah, that's a little update for you. So let's um, get into this week's episode. Um, Again, we're going to kind of start off with actually a, um, 
write in a write in from last week. We're going to jump right into like kind of birth control and a little bit of advice from me to you in birth control experiences, skincare, kind of just wherever it goes. You guys know me, no script, no shits. All right, let's get into it. Also, side note, it is kind of like exciting to think that after Maddox and Archie, we our family is complete and I never have to worry about getting pregnant again. We go our whole life worried about getting pregnant, right? Especially when it's like, I should say an unwanted pregnancy, right? Like completely like we're too young. We're not in a financial position. We just don't want one, et cetera. And so then to have like, a husband that snipped and just know that it, okay, like sure it could happen. Statistically, like people get pregnant off of, what's it called? Vasectomy. I almost said hysterectomy. Vasectomies. However, for the most part, right? We don't, you don't have to worry about it. What a weird concept. We go our whole life, you bang out your kids and then it's like, okay, let's just close it up, close up the shop. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. So someone wrote in on my new listener of the week last week. Did you experience any changes after getting off the pill? I'm 27, been on it 13 years and really questioning who I am without it, but I don't want to get pregnant. I've never been able to quote, get off during sex. I'm starting to think I'll never experience that. Sincerely, (laughs) a girl who doesn't know her authentic self. Okay. So number one changes after getting off the pill. Um, I do have another episode dedicated to this. So it it is a little bit older. However, same shit applies, you know, my story. So if you want to go back and listen to that, I still will link it. Um, Just so you guys have more of a idea because I don't necessarily want to make this like a 40 minute answer. Okay. So changes after getting off the pill. I did notice for the first six months, things were kind of like normal. And then out of nowhere, I feel like in like midsummer, I started taking balance by Alani Nutrition and I noticed my mood. Like, so before I started taking balance, I noticed a huge shift like in my mood. Like I, I started getting moody again. I started having excessive breakouts. Um, it was bad. Like I, it was so bad. I was so embarrassed of my skin, my neck. Oh my God. I mean, I have photos. Like I've, I've showed photos. That's really where my skincare journey started. So like 2018, I got off of birth control in February and in January, February, I made my new year's resolution to take care of my skin. So I was kind of like in this learning phase for quite a few months of just skincare. What am I taking? What am I using? Why am I using it? Like, you know, I like to know the no. And, um, so I can't say I was really utilizing skincare in the way that I should have. And I was living in Florida, I was not using sunscreen as often as I should have. I was not really treating my face. So like I wasn't really like using a ton of salicylic acid or like AHAs or any, like I didn't know what I was using or why. Um, I was not using a retinol. And again, coinciding, not using SPF. The rest of your skincare doesn't fucking matter anyway. And then I'm living in Florida. I'm sweating. I'm working out. I'm dancing at the time, like I'm shuffling. So I think my skin had to do with a lot of things in the summer, but then all of a sudden in the fall, it took a a, a dramatic change. And again, this is when I started though, becoming a little bit more confident in what I was, um, using. And, um, I, I kind of understood skincare. So I was like, okay, now I know how to treat my acne, but this also now doesn't feel like acne, acne. This feels hormonal. There's only so much you can truly do about hormonal acne because it's it's not just coming from your face being dirty. It's coming from an internal issue, hormonal issue, right? So at this point, I still hadn't gotten my cycle. Um, and so that was like the worst part for me was like really October to like that following almost February, March, even April, I remember my birthday, I still had pretty bad acne. Um, and I just remember that so distinctly because it was like, I was grumpy. I was moody. Then I was embarrassed. Then I was like shredding for the wedding. We had just gotten engaged. 
end of 2018. And, um, I just didn't know like really where to go. So I feel like I went through this like period of what people would classify as postpartum or <laughs> post birth control syndrome. Now, I don't know if this is like medically achieved in society post birth control syndrome. However, it makes sense. Your body needs to adjust to life without these synthetic hormones. Now I'm not anti birth control. I genuinely had a decent experience on the pill. Um, granted I, I did that for so many years. Can I look back and really be like, Oh yeah, I was fine. I don't, I don't know. But the real big page turner for me was when I had a fucking IUD and I would never recommend that shit to anyone. I don't care how easy it is. Um, at least, at least here, I should say this. If I wouldn't not recommend it to anyone because if it works for you, like honestly, I'm jealous, but it's more of like, please do your research on like what can occur. I had acne all down my lats. I had acne all on my chest, on my neck. So like that fucked me up in the beginning of my IUD as well, which is why I decided to get it removed a day, uh, a year later. And then all of a sudden, you know, here I am reoccurring symptoms yet again from now removing it. Um, I did have Mirena, so it was a pretty high, um, progesterone, uh, IUD. However, coming off of it still, you know, your body needs to adjust post-birth control syndrome. Um, digestion was a little bit off for a little bit, but then all of a sudden I kind of then turned another page. This is now after like 16 months of taking balance, continuing to just focus on my skin, not over treating it, not doing too much salicylic acid, not doing too much spot treatments. I'm not loading myself up with benzoyl peroxide all day. I'm, I'm just genuinely keeping it fucking consistent. I wash my face in the morning. I wash my face at night. I do my treatments. I do my toner. I moisturize. I SPF. You know what I mean? I kept it very fucking simple. I think the issue with not just birth control acne, post-birth control acne, but also acne in general is we see a pimple and we want to over fucking treat it. Oh my God, how can I kill this? I'm putting benzoyl on it, spot treatment. Then I'm using acne patches. Then I'm using acids. Then I'm using treatments. Then I'm using a mask. Then I'm scrubbing at it. Then I'm picking at it. You know, it's like we're doing way too much to our skin. And then our skin is being overstripped and over irritated. That is the last thing that we want to do. If you guys have ever over-treated with benzoyl peroxide, you will know that it's not fucking comfy. It dries out your skin like a motherfucker, and that's why you do not want to over-treat. Um, and one of the worst things I've ever fucking done in my life, guys, oh my God, this is my biggest skincare fuck up. And obviously at this time I was not educated, right? <sighs> Ever since I was the age of eight, my grandma used tea tree oil for everything. I love tea tree oil. I don't know about you guys. I love the smell of it. Um, I grew up with it. Like I literally grew up with it. If we had a rash, a bee sting, anything, tea tree oil. I swear to fucking God, it's like God's medicine. I swear to fucking God that it's God's. Okay, anyway. Um, so what I would do is use it then for acne because it would dry it out. Guys, you should not be using essential oils on your face. And if you are, for some reason, using oils, essential oils on your face, the thing is they cannot be 100% oils. They need to be diluted properly in a formula. So I'm not against essential oils, but if you're cooking up your own shit in your bathroom sink with your fucking doTERRA oils, that ain't gonna cut it, okay? It's, I promise it's not good for your skin. Um, so I used tea tree oil from when I was like 15 on my acne. I'm talking bitch all over my face. I would douse my face in it. Not like douse, douse, but it would be like a treatment for me. And I used that all the way up to 2018 until I really learned about salicylic acid, BHAs, AHAs combined, different type of hydroxy acids, etc. <laughs> so if that's you right now, fucking stop. Go buy the acne correcting gel from Tula. Go buy the breakout breakthrough pads, okay? Please use some fucking salicylic acid or BHA in some way. Stop using essential oils, <laughs> especially at 100%. That's what I'm saying. Because Tula actually has an acne foam wash, like a foam cleanser, and it does include tea tree oil. Tea tree oil. Because it is acne fighting. It's, it's helpful. It dries out like those pesky pimples, but you should, again, you just should not be using it at 100% pure fucking tea tree oil. Okay. It needs to be diluted properly. 
Yeah. Fucking terrible. Right. That's so funny. Um, so anyways, what we want to do, obviously, again, my point is that we're over treating our faces. We're drying it out. We're overdoing it. And then we're, we're naturally stripping our face of oils that it needs to then just like properly run. And then all of a sudden we have dry face. Then, then we're struggling now treating our new skincare issue, which is dry skin. Then we get that fixed. And then we're over oily because now our skin's overcompensating. See what I'm saying? This is why it's so important to know your skin type. Um, and also don't overtreat. Now, if you notice a pesky pimple, you want to spot treat it here and there. Maybe you have a really good mask you like to use. Feel free. But that does not mean that we're using that reoccurring mask every single fucking night in spot treating five times a day. Just don't. I personally, my, my like uh, go-to acne subsiding thing is just I spot treat in the morning. I let it dry, spot treat at night. I do maybe like a pumpkin mask. Um, I, I use this one sometimes, not often, but from Peter Roth, it's pretty expensive, but it's called like a pumpkin enzyme mask and it has a bunch of AHAs. Um, I think it has some BHAs in it too, but I use that upon breakouts one, one time, one time in the evening. And then that next morning I actually will only cleanse my face and put on my vitamin C, my moisturizer SPF. I don't do any other treatments. So I allow that to really penetrate into the skin. Um, and then after that, like, honestly, I just try to avoid makeup. I try to avoid, you know, concealer and definitely avoid picking, popping, et cetera. I know it's hard, but I promise it's, it's, if you're doing it right, it's worth it. (laughs) So, um, with that being said, that's a little of an acne talk. Sorry about that. Um, little sidebar there, but for this person who's looking to, you know, get off the pill, it's hard because yeah, you don't want to get pregnant. Again, this goes back to my episode last week about talking about sex. How can we better educate on how to track your cycle? I was off birth control for over two years before I got pregnant. And the only reason I got pregnant was because I literally was ovulating and why it came inside me. (laughs) Like if you're tracking your cycle and having a pretty consistent basis of when you're ovulating, I literally just used the flow app for two years based off of when my cycles were occurring. And if it was like within a seven day window, so like maybe three to four days before to like three to four days after that, like day that it said you're ovulating, we literally just would not have sex. Or if we did, we would literally use a condom from start to finish. No, no, no oopsies, no pokins, no nothing. So I genuinely would say if you're interested in getting off birth control, number one, be prepared for your body to maybe be a little wonky, but also be prepared to like feel kind of free again because you get to experience like normal periods. And as much as sometimes normal periods can hurt, you know, you got cramps, you're, you're naturally crampy. It's a little bit more intense. It feels so real. And I think going on birth control as a teenager and forgetting what that feels like, it's almost nice to just know that your body's working. So that would be, um, my advice to you is just maybe learning or educating yourself a little bit more on tracking your cycle before coming off. Um, and I mean, honestly, just as long as like, we all know how you get pregnant, right? Right. Like I don't let them come inside you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or like, you know, pull out, like, I'm not saying it's always a hundred percent perfect, but dude, I know a lot of people that have gone their whole fucking lives pulling and praying it, but tracking their cycle. And guess what? They never get pregnant. Um, I don't want to say, Oh, it's hard to get pregnant, but like it, it, there's a small window that you can actually get pregnant each month. Right. So again, educating ourselves on that, I think could be a really empowering thing to do. And then when that time does come where you want to have children, if you do, or maybe you have a niece or you just have a a young woman that you're mentoring, you can also spread that information that you learned. And I think that that's really powerful too. Now, in terms of like, I can't get off, uh, a lot of it could come from medications such as antidepressants, um, ADHD medicine, you know, Adderall, et cetera, along with birth control, very common, like kind of like disruptors of natural, like sexual hormones, if we want to call it very common, um, in people like that. Now, the biggest thing I can say is getting off of it could fix it, but also 
sometimes sexual appetite just changes throughout the duration of life because as we get older, we're also naturally going to change hormonally. So again, don't be ashamed if you're you're not feeling as sexual or you feel like you can't get off. Um, A lot of it too, like, I mean, this is coming from someone who just started using a vibrator last year. I always got off with Wyatt. Do not get me wrong. Like genuinely, he was the first person that ever made me orgasm. But I also will say like learning my own body has allowed me to know what I also need more of too. So if you're, if you're exploring in that way, then maybe you already have, you know, but then how can we introduce that into our relationship? How can we, you know, Hey baby, can you do this? You know, make it sexy. They're like, Oh my God, like, yeah, tell me what to do. You know what I mean? So, um, I think having those discussions or just like having those experiences with yourself and also knowing that like, what, yeah, again, you know, what do you need? Obviously your partner, no offense, but he might not be giving you exactly what you need. So how can we explore that together in a relationship? Um, so I hope that that helps that ended up being way more long-winded than I thought, but I mean, a little bit of skincare, a little bit of birth control, a little bit of reminders that we're human. Um, so I hope that that, yeah, like I said, I, I hope that that helped. <laughs> um, okay. So a little bit of advice stuff. Um, let's start with just number one. Okay. I'm only going to do a few. Dear Desby, I listened to your podcast a while back ago about getting off birth control. Oh, that's funny. Happy to say I've been off the pill for about 11 months. I went on at the age of 16. I got my first real period this past January, but haven't had one since. My boyfriend is in the military, long distance relationship, plus no sex equals no baby, LOL. But I was wondering if you could speak on your experience more, if it's normal to be a regular, tips that helped you regulate the cycle. Never thought I'd wish on a period, but man, I just want to feel normal again. Sincerely, my body needs to get its shit together. So that's funny. I actually did mean to touch on that a little bit um, because when I received, so like I got off birth control in February. When I, when that occurred, um, I had then not had a period since January of the year before. So that's about 13 months. I did not have a cycle, mostly due to having an IUD. Very, pretty common, okay? Um, But I went from the pill, so you do have a monthly bleed, right? To then getting on an IUD. IUD, you typically don't have a period. You might have like period like symptoms every month, um, but you, you don't actually like have a withdrawal bleed. So with that being said, that was 13 months. I got off in February Um, I did not actually have a period until the end of October. So you add on, um, what is that? 10, nine, eight more months to 13. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Like (laughs) it, it was, it was almost two years that I didn't have a cycle close. So I totally, yes, I, I had been there. Um, and even post birth control. Um, yeah, I, it took me eight months. So 11 months, I can't say I'm really shocked. Um, I, I think what did it for me and I, and so I got my back in October, I started balance by new by Lonnie nutrition in August. Now balance is a supplement that has been created alongside the proper educated people, um, and doctors to create kind of a hormone balancing pills. This will not throw off your birth control. This is not distributing you actual hormones. Um, this is giving you ingredients that are known and proven to help regulate hormonal panels. Um, so kind of helps with the ability for a lot of people to get acne under control. A lot of people get their cycles back. A lot of people have conceived off of it. Um, a lot of people have been able to maintain their weight. Um, a lot of just really beautiful things. Now, again, just like everything, please consult your doctor. I personally took balance into my doctor, my OBGYN, when I was kind of starting to get a little concerned and she completely approved it and was like, this is great. Um, but she did tell me obviously, and as I plan to as well, if I were to ever get pregnant or breastfeed to just discontinue it during that duration of time, um, which I did. So I've not been on it since. And my body also responded really great to not being on it. Um, so I will say that, um, that was how I feel 
like personally for me, M-E, that I was able to kind of help get my cycle back. Genuinely was feeding my body, fueling it correctly, not trying to lose weight, not being in a deficit, not anything, eating nutrient-dense foods, getting back into just the swing of normalcy, not stressing my body out too much, not doing too much cardio. All of these things combined go into it on top of balanced Bailani nutrition. And that was for me personally. I, I just had an, a beautiful experience and I loved it. Um, so that, again, that is me. Now, I think that with regulating it, um, it started to become pretty regular and monthly. Like I said, I mean, I was tracking it. I was tracking it, especially because I didn't want to get pregnant before I got married. <laughs> like I didn't want to be pregnant in my wedding dress. So um, once again, once I started being like, we, we got pregnant or I'm sorry, we got married. Um, this weird like th- thing of like, yeah, just come inside me whenever you want started happening. It's like this weird safety net of like, yeah, we're married now, like whatever, even though we weren't ready to have kids and then boom, I was pregnant. So again, it was, I had a regular cycle, but I simply was, I did not look at my flow app until after we had sex. And I turned to wide and was like, I was ovulating. Cause he was like, that felt really different and like amazing. Cause obviously your coochie be like, you know, good as fuck when you're ovulating. And so I checked and yeah, I was ovulating. So, um, I did actually the day I got my period back, this is a crazy story. So I had, a a blood test scheduled to get my hormones tested, my blood panel, everything. Cause I, again, had not had a cycle and I was starting to get a little bit nervous. Cause I knew that I, I did want to be a mom, you know? So I went in, um, and again, this is in October. I went in to get a blood panel and I was walking in to the fucking clinic, bro. I went to the bathroom first. Bitch, I started my period. I started my fucking period. Isn't that fucking weird? So then I went to the front desk and I was like, um, I'm here for my blood, you know, blood draw, whatever. They took me back. She's like, okay, so it looks like we haven't had a cycle in a while. I'm like, uh, actually like I swear to God, I haven't, but I, I literally just started. She's like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Let's still get your hormone panels, blah, blah, blah. And I, it still came back normal, which is again, you know, at the time I was on balance by Alani nutrition. And again, 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 I will say it again. That worked for me. You consult your doctors, but when you're asking me what worked for me, all I'm doing is sharing. Okay. So that was me. I hope that you find some something or maybe are able to use Alani, um, maybe take it to your doctor or some other like kind of hormonal support. Dear Desby, how do I tell my husband not to tell his mother and sister I'm pregnant again until I'm ready when the time comes? Last time I was pregnant, my husband told his mom the second I peed on the stick. Every day I'm not being dramatic. I mean, every day his sister would ask when the baby was coming. She's 34. We wanted to keep our name a secret because it was the only thing it felt like was just ours. But come to find out, his mom begged him to tell tell her because she felt left out. So he did. I was beyond hurt. I had a traumatic preterm delivery with preeclampsia and daily they would ask, when's the baby coming home? How's your blood pressure, etc." It was triggering and put a bad taste in my mouth for the next one. I'm feeling so conflicted because I feel like he wound up telling them as soon as possible against my wishes again, because she feels left out. I'm to the point I don't want to tell him when I'm pregnant again until I'm ready for them to find out. P.S. She had the audacity to tell me what I can't do at the gym while trying to conceive. Sincerely, the wife of a husband's whose mom, mom warms his balls before sex. <laughs> Wait, I've never heard that. Like saying that's fucking funny. She just kind of. <gasps> <laughs> okay, so this is crazy because I actually, we went through the same thing. Um, and I think the best thing I can say is just be fucking straight up. I don't want to be just. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful to baby number two, but when I tell you that it's not as exciting, like it is exciting, but it's so much easier to keep it a secret. Like I can't even explain. I can't even explain, especially after a traumatic birth. And for me, you know, I went preterm as well. So I can at least emphasize with you on that as well as just like those constant, like, 
how's he doing? 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 How are you doing? How are you doing? It's like, it's very, it's just, there's a lot going on in preterm NICU experiences, um, in general, traumatic births in general. So when we found out we were pregnant with Archie, um, first off backwards, I can't say I had a negative experience during my pregnancy with, um, my mother-in-law or like my in-laws or even my family. And I think a lot of it though, awkwardly was because it was during quarantine. So like we were very much isolated, you know, like we didn't really see people as much. Um, however, fast forward post NICU, you know, it's, it's all very stressful and like you said, very triggering and just kind of like, bleh. So when we found out we were pregnant with Archie, number one, I was, I was, we were shocked. And so we wanted to kind of confirm it first. So I did call my sister right away because she was obviously newly pregnant and we both like looked at each other and we're like, I think I might, I think I might be pregnant this month. So I called her right away. He was on the phone with his best friend um, and, and like my good friend too. So I didn't care. So he knew, don't care. So then I waited until I think the next day to tell my mom and my dad, we were on a group FaceTime and I just showed him like the pee sticks. And then from there, I think I genuinely just told Wyatt that we are not telling anyone else until I go to the doctor. Um, and at that point, it at least gave me this opportunity to be about, I think I was maybe even 10 weeks or you know what? I thought we thought I was further along at first. And I told Wyatt I was very nervous for this pregnancy, which is really weird. I had another hunch. However, I thought I was a little bit further along than I was um, due to my, my menstrual cycle, but I ended up not being. However, at first, we actually decided that if I was as far along as I thought I was, we wouldn't even tell her because we weren't like seeing them as often because we were moving. We wouldn't even tell her until the anatomy scan. So... That didn't happen because I wasn't as far along and she actually helped take our um, announcement photos and stuff. And it's not that we wanted to keep it from her in that way. It was more of just like, number one, you're just, you're easy. It's easier to keep the second secret. And number two, if something were to have been wrong or like I would have miscarried or had other complications, I genuinely did not want people to know. And Wyatt really respected that. So I think you would be a little bit shocked on how your husband could maybe react this time around because he went through the trauma too. So he, you know, he can understand it in a different way. Um, but I think he would be a little bit more supportive than you think. And honestly, even for yourself, like if Wyatt wouldn't have been right there when I took the piss test, I probably could have not told him for weeks until I personally felt comfortable, went to the doctor. He wouldn't have even known. So I, I, I think it'll be a little bit different experience when you find out again. And I, I actually can promise you that it will be. Um, but I think that you'll find a little bit more peace. And I hope that that helps a little bit. Hey, bitch. So my husband and I are currently working to own my family business here in the next few years. Our thoughts going into this is that my dad was wanting to slow down and give more responsibility to my husband and I so we could be prepared to take it over. Well, we fucking thought wrong. He's having a midlife crisis and started a and starting a pool company and opening 10 car washes on top of other businesses he owns. Honestly, we're fucking miserable and seems like we're working our asses off every day for no reason. My dad has no business goals, plans anymore, just going with the flow and dragging us along. We don't have a say in anything and are underpaid, which didn't bother us much knowing at the point what we were working towards. My dad also likes to use control tactics and makes us feel guilty if we're not working 80 hours a week. It's hard to quit because he's the type of guy who will break off relationship with us just because we pissed him off and fucked up his game plan. We have our first baby due, oops, congrats, April 11th. I graduate college at the end of April with my bachelor's. We just bought a house where we have a lot going on and no game plan for our life. But we don't have time for bullshit games. We're 22 and 23, but we feel so stuck in the situation we're in. Sincerely, the people-pleasing pregnant bitch who is afraid to leave and start over. <laughs> So that is super hard. Um, I actually know a, a family who works, you know, for their family and um, it's very much like a reoccurring cycle. It's like they can't get out because if they were to leave, they'd be the asshole child and X, Y, and Z. So it does kind of become a little bit sticky. 
Number one, I hate how we have this idea that we have to stay with our family's businesses or like we have to work for our mom or dad if they're successful. Um, because I think it just ties really awkward shit together and like work, play life balance. Um, but that does suck with everything he's opening. And also like what you would then have to maybe take over in the future. Like I, I, I guess I'm so confused when this idea of his came to do this in like later in life. Cause that's just, it's a lot of responsibility. Now I will say car washes are pretty fucking profitable. You'd be very shocked. And if he actually owns that real estate, like as well, that's kind of badass. Um, doesn't mean it's okay for you, but I'm saying you could be still set up in a good position. Um, I feel like maybe I would take it to him personally first and maybe discuss my concerns and see if there were a different way I could be involved in the business and explain that in it in that way. Like, Hey, Hey dad, I still really like, I love being here and I want to be involved, but like, are there, is there a different role that I could kind of play? Could I help you maybe with this? Maybe give him a few things that you would want to do. See if there's a discussion of like, okay, we could put some of those in, maybe do this instead, blah, 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 blah. I will say though, like you're in a great position because you can have that conversation first. So I wouldn't just like up and leave first. I would try to converse. 22, 23, you're in, you're in a pretty good position to bargain and explain the wrong. Now, the one thing I will say is you mentioned your dad would like cut you off. First off, that's really sad. But also I think we often think that And then we do whatever we want to do. And then we realize that our parents have endless love for us and they come back around, you know, and at that point it, that's scary. Sure. But would you rather be miserable in trying to maintain a false facade of a relationship or start over, take a little bit of isolation time, tell your dad to get over himself and then have a better family work-life relationship. So that's a little bit hard. It does get, it gets difficult, you know, when you got families and you're intermixing that, but I hope that that were to help. Converse first. That's the main key. Converse first. Come with bullet points. Come with fucking drawn out, uh, not maybe pay stubs, but also like hours. How many hours are you working? Like show this shit to his face with your fucking belly in his face telling him you cannot do this. All right, next. Dear Desby, I'm feeling lost with what to do about my boyfriend watching porn. We've been dating for three and a half years and I'm pretty much always, I've pretty much always been madly in love with him. I didn't know he watched porn in the beginning of our relationship. And when I found out and expressed it wasn't something I approved of, he said he would try to work on it because he was kind of addicted to it in high school. We're seniors in college now. But the issue is he goes through waves of trying to stop and goes back to it again. It's never been a deal breaker for me, but it's always been something that bothered me and I wish I didn't have to deal with it. I don't know if others feel like this or if it's just me. Sincerely, frustrated. This this is a little bit difficult um, because I feel like I, I've... I've understood porn a little bit more in the past few years as I've, I don't want to say educated myself on it, but why do people intake it? Where do they intake it? Pretty much ever since OnlyFans came out, I've learned a lot about like the sex work industry. And I think that the only thing that bothers me about it is when a man or a woman decides to take a fantasized idea and think it should be reality. So this, I'm pulling this out of my ass. Say that Wyatt is like, can I choke you and call you a bitch? And I'm like, oh my God, no. And he's like, oh, you're no fun. Now that would piss me off because if he learned, quote, that in porn, that that's a turn on. And then he thinks now that I'm vanilla because I don't want to do that. That bothers me because I think that porn sets unrealistic expectations in the bedroom. And, And a lot of, and porn is fake. Porn is fucking fake. They're, they're, they're actors. You know what I mean? Like, so 
I think that's the biggest issue for me. However, I can now also understand where like porn can be utilized um, when properly done, as well as like properly supporting the right people, the right companies. Now, when we're here and we're chatting about an addiction, I, I White and I talked about this a few episodes ago, actually, um, when we did like a husband and wife Q and A, an AAA. <laughs> So feel free to listen to that. We actually, this was one of the first topics we chatted about um, was porn in relationships. I, I would be curious to see what other people weigh in on it, but I think the biggest red flag here to me is going through the waves of stopping and going because that, that is literally addiction, right? You, ha- you kind of have like a withdrawal and you go back. Um, I, I would be interested to see I, I don't even know what to say. Like maybe like, what do you Google it? Maybe talk to a therapist, um, and see if he, like, would he need a therapist? Like, I don't know. That's really hard because again, when you're using this word addicted and he, and he admitted to kind of being, kind of being addicted to it in high school, that, that worries me a little bit because that, that shows a little bit more intimacy in the act of watching it versus just like kind of needing to whack off once in a while. You know what I mean? So I I do not have much more advice to that other than to seek proper advice. Meaning like, I think in this case, maybe a therapist would be best or someone of like sexual couple therapy, maybe not couple therapy. Cause I understand like it's hard. It's not like you want to come to him and also freak him out and be like, we need to go to therapy. Like, it's not like that, but how can you better support him? What conversation can be had to, to, understand why he is doing that. And I don't think it's something that you need to go to him and be like, babe, what do I need to do better? I don't think that's on you. So I I would definitely have a conversation of what needs to be done and maybe explain that like it is frustrating because you, you just don't really understand like how he's feeling. So if he could explain that to you, um, you could be of more support and understanding something like that. Okay. Last one. So I'm in a very annoying predicament and literally don't know how to get out of it. Predicament slash friendship. I became very close with a girl a few years ago. We stayed super close until like about a year ago. After I had my daughter, she started acting really weird. She wanted nothing to do with her, which I'm like, that's weird. She would go out of her way to comment about other babies and never say a word about mine. It felt so intentional. Anyway, I've distanced myself but she still lingers around causing drama. Unfortunately, I'm not the first person this this has happened to with her. How do I get out of this friendship or distance myself more? Like ghost, have a talk. We've had multiple about this. She just says that they aren't her intentions, whatever. We also work together. So that's what makes it more difficult. Thanks for listening. Love you. Sincerely, an idiot that doesn't know how to ghost. Okay, girl, I'm telling you two weeks ago, this is your podcast, babe. We had a podcast called I Just Want to F and it's all about friendship and breakups, friendship breakups. And I literally talked about ghosting and not having to publicly quote friendship breakup. It's sometimes it's not necessary. Now in this case, it does sound like there could maybe be like some deeper resentment maybe against you having a daughter. Maybe, maybe she wants one. Like we never know what people are carrying internally. So many people can walk around and be like, oh, I would never want a kid, but maybe they've been trying for years and they can't, or they just know they can't. And so they've always mentally just been like, yeah, I don't want one anyway. You know, it's like, we never know what someone's harvesting and we don't need to know. It's not our business, but I I can see where there could be maybe something, an inkling of like underlying issue that again, isn't your fault. I think that we can become friends as well and they can teach us different things at different times and come in and come out. Now, with you working together, I wouldn't necessarily say like, yeah, be a cunt, obviously, but I think that you can definitely publicly engage at work and then just not ghost, like ghost and not talk elsewhere. Like keep your friendship just at work. Hey, hey, Karen. Hey, Karen, how was your weekend? Oh my gosh. So good to hear about it. Oh, that's great. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, it's always so good to hear to see you here. Um, maybe, maybe we'll catch up another day. 
or like, oh, I have to update you after this account closes. You know what I mean? Maybe at that point too, let's not bring up our daughter. Like it's not, I don't think it's fair to you, but if you know that that conversation turns sour and it in turn pisses you off and puts you in a bad mood, most likely, I would only assume, then like, let's, how can we just not talk about kids? Okay. Now in that case, I don't know if I would allow her around my kid because again, what is that environment obviously producing for you? Annoyance, anger, sadness, because you're, you're not sure why she's acting like that way towards your daughter, et cetera. So again, maybe keep it to workflow, maybe keep it to lunch. You know, Hey girl, you want to go out for lunch? Maybe that's when you get away. You escape with each other. You maintain that work friend, but she's not a friend outside and that's okay. That's okay. I don't think that honestly, maybe at certain points she would notice. And if something did come up, Hey, I noticed we haven't hung out outside of work for a while. That's when you just say, Hey, you know, I've just, I've really been going through a lot personally. I do not want to displace those feelings on other people. And I've just really been trying to keep it, keep my home life at home. Those aren't my intentions. (laughs) Um, but honestly, I hope that that helps because you, no one, needs to be friends with anyone respectfully. Sorry. I don't need to be friends with you. You don't deserve my friendship if you don't earn it. And in this case, it looks like she's not earning it. You know what I mean? So I hope that that helps gives you a little bit of, um, a little bit of clarity, excitement. Um, Okay, so the last thing I wanted to say, and this isn't going to be like super duper long. This podcast is actually way longer than I thought. Um, but I hope it was interesting. I feel like we talked about a pretty good, like few solid topics. Um, so with that being said, I do think that um, with breakups, I've had quite a few people in my DMs. Oh my God, my my boyfriend just broke up with me out of nowhere. I'm, bro- I'm heartbroken, you know, whatever. Now I can only imagine, I remember how bad breakups hurt. Like even after being married, being with Wyatt for, I think this year will be seven years. Um, I think, I don't know. Honestly, I'm going to have to do the math. But even after being with Wyatt for seven years, I can still remember the pain of a breakup. It, you know what I mean? It doesn't mean that you just forget what that feels like. So... You're definitely not in the wrong for being in pain, for for it feeling like it's the end of the world. When you lose that slice of your heart and when you lose that person that you love, when you lose what feels like forever, that's that's very traumatic. That's definitely not something to go, oh, I should just be over it. No, absolutely not. Um, that is difficult. And so I, first, I think that in any breakup, you definitely are 100% allowed to acknowledge it. Um, and you are 100% allowed to go, wow, I, f- I feel like a piece of shit. Life isn't going to go on, et cetera. Like you're allowed to have those feelings. Now, do you sulk in them? You live in them. You, you breathe them. They become you. No. Can you have a bad week? Can you have a bad few days? Yes. Can you go to therapy? Can you, can you bitch about it? Absolutely. But the last thing you need to do is like sit there in that dark space for too long. That's the thing, too long. Um, It's funny because I think I've shared this before. Um, So if you're like a constant listener, I'm just, I'm sorry if I say a lot of things reoccurring, but like you have to realize, right? It's like the same people that ask me, what's your code for hydro drug? You, like they still ask me that every single day I get a DM. Do you have a code for this? Do you have a code for that? It's like, girl, I've been with hydro drugs since 2017. So you have to realize I ke- I continuously get questions that are the same fucking question. So it's like when I kind of get these reoccurring topics, it's because not everyone listens to like every episode. So if you're someone who like keeps up with me, I mean, on the daily, number one, respect and hustle to you. I'm a mover. Number two, understand you might hear the same shit a lot of times. So anyways, going back, um, when I first met Wyatt, it was just like in the dorms at college, nothing crazy. We just kind of like crossed paths. Um, he was a football player. I was playing volleyball. I was like, well, you know, whatever. I immediately thought he was cute. Don't get me wrong, but he was also a freshman and I was a sophomore and it was like, oh no, like I'm not, 
not hooking up with a freshman. And also at the time, I was kind of still with lingering with my ex-boyfriend from high school, like long-term ex on and off ex. So fast forward to March, um, I was going to be turning 21, 20. I was going to be turning 20. Yes. I was going to be turning 20 in April and my ex all of a sudden out of nowhere, end of February ghosts me. Literally text me, middle of volleyball practice. I get it when I get out. And it's like, and mind you, I just left his house like that morning after like sex, everything. You know what I mean? And he's like, I, I, this just isn't going to work. Mind you, he's also like three years older than me. So like very embarrassing to just be like this immature. This isn't going to work. You deserve the world. And like, I can't give it to you. Some bullshit fucking Tumblr post, you know, whatever. So fast forward, I'm like, I'm fucking done with guys. I literally don't even want to like hook up, like nothing. Like I just, I want to like do me. I want to get better at volleyball. I want to do school. I want to just be this badass. And literally like two weekends after is when Wyatt and I went out and I kissed him for the first time. And again, I will stand by this. We didn't hook up. Um, But we just like slept together in the same bed that night. And it was like, it just happened wasn't planned. I definitely wasn't trying to. I went to this party alone with my girlfriends. It just happened. And I think to me, that is just like the reminder that it's like when you stop looking, you don't have to look. It just happens. When you allow the world and the universe and God, whatever you want to believe in, to just start happening and doing life for you. When you start really manifesting, life happens for me, not to me. I feel like that's when that mentality and finding and letting go, finding the person, but also letting go of the wrong ones becomes easier because you realize that it's happening for you. Sometimes it might not feel like it. Like, honestly, I totally get it. In the moment, someone comes up to you and they're like, everything happens for a reason. Probably not. That's when you reply back. You're like, yeah, no, it doesn't. So thanks so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Not the time. However, at the end of the day, when you look back a year down the road, three months down the road, three weeks down the road, whatever it might be, then all of a sudden you're like, wow, that is exactly why. That's exactly why that happened. Or you can at least piece together. You can go, wow, if that, if I would have still been with him, who knows where I would be right now, right? You can, you can still piece together that, that piece in your mind, like actual piece of like, I'm going to make it. And I did make it. So if you're someone right now going through a breakup and you, the world is ending, number one, feel it all. Allow yourself to feel it, but get on your hot girl shit, go to the gym, put on your SPF, start your skincare routine, drink your fucking emergency and get your shit together. Because there's someone out there who's going to take care of you so much better, appreciate you so much more. And I think that after every breakup, you almost take care of yourself better because you know you deserve better. And then all of a sudden, each, each relationship, you're looking better. You're glowing better. You're standing up for yourself better. You're not tolerating shit like you used to. Someone's pissing you off, you're telling them to fuck off. You know what I'm saying? So I think just in... Enjoy the ride, especially being a young adult from someone who's been tied down all my 20s since I was 19. I can only imagine the dating pool at my age right now. You know, when I'm about to have fucking two kids and married, I can only imagine going through dating right now. I bet it's hard as shit, but also like enjoy it. Enjoy the discovery. Enjoy the discovery of you. Enjoy hooking up. Fuck slut shaming. Go get that dick. I can get dick anytime I want. I can get dick anytime I want. I can get dick anytime I want. Anytime I want. Anytime I want. I can get dick anytime I want. If I had a beat behind that, it would maybe have sounded decent. Um, but I hope that you know the TikTok sound I'm referencing. So I I want to deeply say I'm sorry. However, I'm not sorry because something better is coming and I'm, I'm manifesting it for you. Manifest it for yourself. So I hope you guys love this episode. Um, as always, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, share this with a friend. Even if it's like, hey dude, I don't know if you'll like the rest of the episode, but dude, you got to listen to minute 20 to 30. You, you like, you really need that. 
even just share a little clip and tell them when to listen. You know, I'm, I'm not asking people to like my whole episodes. I get it. I like my whole episodes. However, if something articulates to a friend that you know, and you're like, dude, you need to listen to this or like whatever, send them over the proper like timing. You know, I don't give a shit if they listen to the whole thing. Maybe they will. Um, but check out the show notes, bio link in, uh, description, um, et cetera, please. Um, and, uh, rate, review, subscribe, better help. Hashtag ad code does be 10% off your first month. Hashtag therapy, hashtag get therapy, hashtag use therapy, hashtag therapy, therapy, and, um, check out my programs. Six weeks of shreds coming up. I mean, we have so much stuff coming, um, so much fun stuff coming, but I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here and we will chat next week.